Today's daf is daf zayin in Masechet Rosh Hashanah. We will begin on daf zayin Amud Aleph, one line from the top of the Amud, the second line, towards the end of the line, where there is one dot. Tanur the rabbis taught, Be'chad Nisan Rosh Hashanah The first of Nisan is the Rosh Hashanah, the beginning of the year for months, Ul-Iburin, for intercalations, which has to do with the changing of the calendar. Usually that's a reference to uh, the uh, creation of leap years, also for the contribution of the shkalim, whenever we collect, uh, every year we collect uh, shkalim, and they would collect in the times of the Beit HaMikdash shkalim in the month of Adar, and they would begin using the new shkalim for the new year in the beginning of Nisan, and some say, we'll see what that means in a second, also for the rental of houses. Where do we get the idea that the first month, that the Rosh Hashanah for months is in Nisan? Because it says this month will be for you the first of months. The first it shall be for you of the months of the year. Speak to all of the Jewish people and say, On the 10th of this month, each person should take for their house a sheep or a goat for his family or for his home. And he should guard it until the 14th day of this month. And you should slaughter. In other words, that's describing the slaughtering of the Korban Pesach and we learned and of course the rest of the Pasuk is that you should guard the month of the Aviv um, the Aviv is the reference to the, uh, to the uh, mainly the barley actually that becomes ripe in the season uh, in the beginning of spring uh, usually in the month of Nisan so what do we say what month could possibly be called the month of the Aviv? In other words, we see from one Pasuk that the first month is the month where there's Pesach. And we see that Pesach is in Chodesh Aviv, is in the month which is called Chodesh Aviv, which must be Nisan. So therefore, we see that the first month is Nisan. How do you know it's not Iyar? Iyar, there's also uh, uh, barley out in the field. But in Aviv, the, re- the reason why we... Uh, we don't count. Uh, 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 we don't count uh, Iyar, which is the next month. Is because Shekvar Nigmarami Nisan that uh, that it's already gone from Nisan. And what if we do see in the field? Rashi says are the late blooming parts. But we're talking about but the the real beginning of that uh, emergence of uh, barley and of produce is in. Uh, of grain is in Nisan, not in Yer Ve'im Adar. What about going backwards? How about Adar? Maybe that's, maybe Pesach should be in Adar. But in Arov Aviv, Veleka, because in, uh, when it says Chodesh Aviv, it's talking about a month where most of the uh, emergence of the grain is evident, and that wouldn't be in Adar, even though there's some early breakthrough in Adar, and even though, as we said, there's some late in Iyar, the one that is the primary uh, time for the barley to uh, be noticeable and to be harvested is the month of Nisan. But then the Gemara says, Does it say the month where there's most, where most of the Aviv is present? It doesn't say that. So how do you know? Maybe it could be Adar where there's some. Maybe it could be Yar where there's some. Rather, it's Rav Chizda said from here, it says the seventh month is the month, but it's talking about Sukkot, the 15th day of the seventh month when you collect, when you gather the produce of the field. What month do you gather in the produce from of the land? This of course Tishrei. And it's the seventh. And if it's the seventh, that means that the first is Nisan. How do you know it's not Mar and then maybe Iyar is really the first month, and Cheshvan, Mar Cheshvan is the seventh. 
But no, because we needed to be a time where we're gathering uh, grain from the fields. And that is done already in the time of Tishrei. It's not being done anymore in the time of uh, in the time of Marcheshvan. What, what about Elul? Maybe it's a month earlier. Maybe Adar is really the uh, first month. It says, Because most, even though there is some harvesting going on in Elul, most of it goes on in Tishrei. So we would only call the month of Harvesting Tishrei. But it says, Does it say that, that, uh, the, that Sukkot is celebrated in the month where most of the harvesting takes place? Maybe it's uh, any of the harvesting, any of the gathering, rather. Um, uh, so uh, it could be that it's uh, Elul. So Ella Amaravina, so the, and that would make the that would make the first month of the year uh, go back to uh, to Adar. Ella Amaravina, the verse that Moshe Rabbeinu Lamadnu. We didn't learn this anywhere from the Torah. You can't determine definitively that the first month of the year is Nisan, but Midvrei Kabbalah Lamadnu. We learned it from the Navi. Midvrei Kabbalah in Gemara when the, the Gemara uses the term Kabbalah, it doesn't mean mysticism. It doesn't mean that kind of Kabbalah. It means that from the Navi. Biyom Esrim va'Arba'al Ashte Asar Chodesh Hu Chodesh Shevat. The Pasuk says that, uh, when, that in the 24th day of the uh, 11th month, which is Shvat, meaning that Adar would be the 12th month, and meaning that Nisan would be the first month, and that's in the prophecy of Zechariah. So you see from that that Nisan is the first month, right? We see that the 10th month, from the Gilat Esther, we see that the 10th month is Tevet, which again, if you scale back, you get to, if you work back from Tevet, you find, or you work forward, uh, you'll find that that makes Nisan the first month of the year. He has another Pasuk, it says in the, on the fourth day of the ninth month, which is Kislev. Now that, again, is a Pasuk that if you use your mathematical skill, you can work back this from Zechariah also, you can figure out that, therefore, the first month is Nisan. Another Pasuk from Megillat. It says that the, uh, that the uh, scribes wrote in the third month, which is the month of, of Sivan, which obviously makes Nisan the first month. When makes his um, his lottery, it says in the Megillah explicitly, that the twelfth month is the month of Adar. So that means the first month of the month of Nisan. Or you could even look here. It says explicitly in the first month, which is the month of Nisan. That was when Haman originally started with his plot. He initiated his plot. Right? So that seems like the most explicit of all. We have all these Sukim. Why didn't they just start with that Pasuk? Why didn't everybody just pick up, take out this Pasuk? It literally says the first month, which is the Chodesh Nisan. So it says, Dilma, my Rishon, Rishon the Milte. Because you could have understood Rishon in the context as meaning the first month that he came up with the idea that Haman initiated this uh, plot, that was the first month of the plot. But from the fact that you see that all these other Pesukim throughout Navi are always referring back, implying that Nisan is the first month, makes, uh, makes it clear that Nisan is the first month of the Tanah And why didn't our Mishnah mention that Nisan is the Rosh Chodesh for the Chodeshim? Shanim Kamayri, Chodeshim lo Kamayri. Our Tana, the Tanah, who's the author of our Mishnah, wasn't interested in uh, things related to the order of the months, only in things related to the, uh, that are of an annual nature. And then, uh, and so therefore, uh, it didn't mention the, uh, the idea that Nisan is the Rosh Chodesh of the, um, the Chodeshi. So, so Sephora, of course, asks, what about the, uh, what about the Regalim? What about the holidays? That's something which happens, uh, that is, uh, even less than, uh, than a year sometimes, as we said earlier. It says, yeah, but it's still not about months. 
So uh, things that have to do with the months, the Tana was not interested in. Now, Uli Iborin, intercalations, changing of the calendar. Uli Iborin, Nisan, Marina, are you telling me that we can actually do Ibor Shana? We can actually make a leap year in Nisan? Vatanya, it says in the in Marbin Hashanah, the Shana. First of all, you can never do, you can never declare the leap year. This is talking about when the Bet Din used to determine this on a year by year basis before Rosh Hashanah. And if they did, it will not be Meoberet. In other words, it will not count as a leap year if they do it before Rosh Hashanah, meaning before the new year has started. And the reason is because it's too far ahead and people are not going to remember. But if they need to in an emergency, they can do it right after Rosh Hashanah, even though we prefer not to. And because at the end of the day, that what we do is we add a month of Adar. So if it's too early in the year, people may forget by the time it comes to Adar um, that it's going to be a leap year. We want to do it a little bit closer. The way that we do it is, of course, we always add an Adar Sheni as we're going to be doing this year. So, um, but since we're worried some years they could be, can have political concerns that maybe the Betin would be uh, prevented from gathering together, so then they would do it earlier in the year. But preferably they would do it later so it was closer to the actual time people would be aware of the change that was made. So what does it mean then? Obviously the Brayta one, it says that Nisan is the beginning for Iburin, is uh, the beginning for um, making leap years. So it can't be referring to actually instituting leap year in Nisan because you see that that's not when it was done. We always add a month of Adar so it has to be before that. So it says, no, what it means is that is the deadline. That's the latest you can go. You can't go any later than that. Once you're out of Adar, you already cannot obviously now go back and, uh, and make it a, uh, a leap year. She says, Kevon Kiddushuat Achodesh, Shem Nisan, Pasakashana Shavram, Iliot Neoberet, Oh, Sheno Shaim, Lasot Nisan Adar, Shikon Nechasashana Achet, Inyan Ibu. In other words, the, uh, with regard to, um, once they've already declared Nisan, Pasakashana Shavram, Iliot Neoberet. Oh, that there's no more chance for that year to be a shana uh, to be a shana meoberet because once Adar is passed, that's it. There's no more chance to make it a shana meoberet anymore. A leap year. That's not as it says in the Mishnah. They testified that uh, it was possible to, and this is talking about Rabbi Yosho Rabbi Papias, that they testified that you can declare a leap year all th- all the way through Adar. Because some people were saying only up to Purim. My time, what's the reason? Because since people start learning the Halachot of Pesach 30 days before Pesach, so you had Purim already, people already started learning Halachot of Pesach, and now after Purim, you want to declare that it's a leap year, and now you're going to extend another month, so people are going to not realize that they already started learning the Halachot of Pesach, because it was already Purim, and they're going to celebrate Purim, uh, Pesach 30 days after what they celebrated as Purim. They're not going to now accept Another change, right? So, the, so therefore, it can only be up to Purim. But the other side is No, everybody knows that there's a calculation involved in determining the year. And they'll just assume that the rabbis did not conclude their calculations until now. The reason why our so the point is at the end of the at the end of the day, this brayta is basically taking the view that they have the option of doing leap year all the way up to the end of Adar. They don't have to stop uh, at Purim because of the concern of confusion, even though there is a legitimate argument the other way that you could say that maybe uh, maybe people will get confused or they won't accept it. But, uh, but the halacha is they can do it all the way to the end of Adar. And why doesn't our Mishnah then mention that Nisan is the Rosh Hashanah for meaning it's the cutoff point where you can no longer make a leap year, because it's talking about things that start 
in, in, on these dates, not things that end, not things that end on that date. That's why it doesn't count it as a Rosh Hashanah in our Mishnah. What about the new Shkalim? Where we get that from? We learned an entire Masechet about this called Masechet Shkalim not, not too long ago. Rabbi Yoshia says, the Pasuk says, This is the burnt offering of the month in its month. For each month of the year. In other words, this is the uh, when the month is new. Olat chodesh bechotcho. The this is the burn, burnt offering of the month in its renewal for each of the months of the year. The Torah is telling you renew and bring the koban from a new truma uh, from a new uh, a new collection of funds. And they have a gzera shava from Nisan. It says in both cases. To show you that when are you supposed to bring this new offering, start using the new money on Nisan. Why can't you say it says the word Shana also with Tishrei? So maybe we should say, because it says from the beginning of the year, and that's referring to Rosh Hashanah in Tishrei. So why don't we say that we learn from one to the other, and the beginning of Tishrei is when we should start using the new Shkalim. Because one pasuk doesn't mention anything about months. It only says, It doesn't say, This one says, So we have exact match. Since it says in the pasuk, When it's talking about renewing, the bringing in of funds, using the new funds for the new year, it uses the word, We're going to use a pasuk that says the same language, and not a pasuk that just mentions the year and doesn't mention the months. So the uh, the Gemara goes on. Amar Rav Yudam Rav Shmuel Kovanot Zibur Ba'in Be'achad Ben Nisan Mitzalavim Nachadash. The the communal sacrifices that come beginning from the first of Nisan should come from the new money, the money that's just been collected in the previous Adarvim. Hevi Min Ayeshani Yatzav. But if they use the old funds, it's also B'diavad. It's okay. El Shachisar Mitzvah. You're missing a mitzvah of this renewal mitzvah. Tani Nami Achi Kovanot Zibur Ba'in Be'achad Ben Nisan Mitzalavim Nachadash. Similarly, was, we learned in Abaita that uh, the communal korbanot that come that, from the first of Nisan and on, you should bring from the new money. If you brought from the old money, it's still okay. You just missed out on a mitzvah. And if a person wants to come and contribute of his own funds or stuff for the use in communal korbanot, it's kasher. As long as he gives it over with a whole heart to the community, and it's not his anymore. In other words, he can't give an, a, a sheep for the uh, for the korban uh, tamid without relinquishing ownership of it totally to the community. But if he totally relinquished, so then that sheep, even though it wasn't bought with the communal funds, since it's now the communal property, it can be used for the korban of the community. Now, upshit, that should be obvious. The concern is that maybe the person won't give over with a totally full heart and he'll, he'll sort of still feel like this, this animal is really mine. And look, my animal is being used as the Koban Tamid. And I own the Koban Tamid. Therefore, you might think there's a concern there. So, Kamash Malan, that the conclusion is that no, as long as he gives it over, it's acceptable. But Tana Didan, why didn't our Tana in the beginning of the Masechet uh, quote this Rosh Hashanah of the Rosh Hashanah, Rosh Hashanah of the Nushkalim? Kivan de Katani. Since it's a halacha where the, it's not really the Rosh Hashanah, because even though it is a mitzvah to start using the new funds from that day, technically, if you use the old funds, you still fulfill the mitzvah. So therefore, um, it's not as much of a hard line, and our Tanah didn't include it in the list of, Rosh, uh, of the Rosh Hashanah. 
Some say even with regard to renting homes. Now, what does that mean? If a person rents a, or rents out a house for a year, you measure 12 months from day to day. In other words, it's exactly a year from day to day. But if he said this year, <clears throat> even if it's only the first of Adar, when it comes to the first of Nisan, the year's over. Even according to the one that says one day in a year should be enough. In other words, if a person comes and he says, the point is if I, <clears throat> if I rent a house for a year, it means 12 months from day to day, an exact 12 months. If I say for this year, so that means until the end of this year. What's defined as this year here? Uh, the end of Adar, meaning the first of Nisan is the new year for that. So that means that if I, but I would have to rent by the beginning of Adar. If I rented in the middle of Adar, um, and I said for this year, then it definitely doesn't mean only until the end of Adar, because nobody would actually rent the house just for two weeks or anything like that, or just for a couple of dates. Even though we generally say one day in a year is considered an entire year, we're not going to say that with regard to renting, because nobody goes and rents a place for uh, less than 30 days. Uh, it doesn't make sense. And move in just, just for such a short time. So, uh, so therefore, uh, we don't, um, therefore, uh, we assume it means for a full year in that case. And we're not going to assume that he means that, uh, just this year, uh, it was meant to be included. Um, and then the Gemara says, how do you know that the cutoff is Nisan? Maybe it's Tishrei. So, right, so it says, When a person is uh, renting something in Tishrei, the word Stam doesn't appear in Rashi, so it probably doesn't belong there. The assumption is, when a person rents a house at the beginning, uh, when it's already getting close to Tishrei, he's al- he doesn't mean for it to end right at the first day of Tishrei, he means for it to continue throughout the whole rainy season. He doesn't want to be moving during the rainy season, Right? So that's why he says the kolodim of the geshamim agar. V'tanakama debraita v'tanadidan benisan nami mishkach chikitrei. That our tana and also the tanakama of this braita, because remember it was yesh omrim b'schirut batim. Some say that the idea of nisan is the rosh hashanah also applies for renting houses. Not everybody agrees, um, and the disagreement. Those who disagree say that no. Also with nisan. If a person, there's also uh, clouds and rain occasionally in Nissan. So we're not going to assume that if a person came and, and rented a place that automatically there's going to be a cutoff in the beginning of Nissan. Probably intended to keep it through the season and not just for uh, up to the beginning of Nissan. The first of Elul is the Rosh Hashanah for Maser uh, Behema, for Animal tithing, meaning any animal up, born, uh, born up to that point, is considered of the previous year. Any animal born after the first of Elul is of the new year. Mani, Rabbi Meiri, this is Rabbi Meiri's opinion. The Daniels will end in a brayta, although it should say Ditnan will end in a Mishnah. Rabbi Meiri, Omer, Bechad, Belul, Rosh Hashanah, Lemaser, Bema, Galim. That the first of Elul is the Rosh Hashanah for animal tithing and also for the holidays, according to uh, according to Rabbi Meiri. Uh, I'm sorry, no, no. Rabbi Meiri, Omer, Bechad, Belul, Rosh Hashanah, Lemaser, Bema. Period. In other words, that's, he's saying that, 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 that Rosh Hashanah, it's the Rosh Hashanah for Maser Behema. And who is the one who says, that, uh, speaks about the Regalim, about the holidays, that it has a Rosh Hashanah in Nisan? Rabbi Shimon, it's Rabbi Shimon. 
So, in other words, we have a mix in our Mishnah of the different opinions. Rabbi Meir will say, when, when it says in our Mishnah that the first of Elul is Rosh Hashanah for Maaser Beima, that's Rabbi Meir's opinion. When it says that Nisan is the Rosh Hashanah for Regalim, that's Rabbi Shimon's opinion. So the interesting thing is that first we mention uh, Rabbi Shimon's opinion in the beginning because it mentions that the Regalim, the Rosh Hashanah for Regalim, is the beginning of Rosh Hashanah, is the beginning of Nisan. Then it mentions the thing about Maaser Beima, which really is the opinion of Rabbi Meir, and then Rabbi Shimon makes another appearance later in the Mishnah. Where because the Emas Rabbi Elazar Rabbi Shimon Omrim Bechad Betishrei because Rabbi Elazar Rabbi Shimon then come back and they say Bechad Betishrei that the animal Maser the timing for the animal Maser is the first of Tishrei. So what what's happening here? According to that, we have a little bit of a uh, uh, the Mishnah is a little bit disjointed because when it mentions that Nisan is the Rosh Hashanah for Galim, that's Rabbi Shimon's opinion. When it mentions that it's the that the first of Elul is the Rosh Hashanah for animals, that is Rabbi Meir's opinion. And then when it says that the first, because Rabbi Elazar and Rabbi Shimon say it's the first of Tishrei. So it's mixed up, it goes back and forth. And we had determined that the person who says that Nisan is the Rosh Hashanah for Regalim is Rabbi Shimon because he's the one who says that the Regalim, in order to violate the prohibition of delaying, bringing and offering, the Regalim have to pass in their proper order. So that means we have to have a Rosh Hashanah Regalim. We have to have a first, uh, you know, beginning of the year for that. So uh, where, where does the cycle start? Right, so Emma Sefar Rabbi Elazar Rabbi Shimon. Right, so that, so that means Reishav Sefar Rabbi Shimon. That in the beginning of our Mishnah, when it says that Nisan is the beginning of the year for the holidays, and the end where it says Rabbi Shimon and Rabbi Elazar say that Tishrei is Rosh Hashanah for Maser Beima. That is Rabbi Shimon. And in the middle is Rabbi Meir there that says that it's Elul. That says for animals it's Elul. This is Rabbi Rabbi mixed together the views of the Tanaim. Because he's the one who wrote the Mishnah. With regard to the holidays, he agreed with Rabbi Shimon that the holidays have to follow their order in order for a person to be uh, in violation of delaying a korban. And therefore, he put Rabbi Shimon's opinion in there. And he put Rabbi Meir's opinion anonymously in the Mishnah because he agreed with him regarding Maser Beima. If that's true, then why does it say this for Rosh According to that, there's actually five Rosh Hashanim. There isn't just four because you're adding... Uh, another piece here, according to, uh, uh, because uh, uh, you're mixing around. Really, it should be, there's the first of Nisan, then there's the 15th of Nisan, because really the first of Nisan is uh, the Rosh Hashanah with regard to kings. The 15th of Nisan is really the Rosh Hashanah with regard to holidays, because that's the beginning of Pesach. The first of Elul is the Rosh Hashanah for Animals. The se- the the first of Tishrei is the Rosh Hashanah for all of the things of the first of Tishrei, and then the fifteenth of Shabbat is the first is the Rosh Hashanah for the trees. So you have five, not four. It's there's really four according to everyone. Okay, and now Rashi says Ravas means means to say according to Rabbi, you're right. There are five. But everybody agrees with at least four. So you put four in the heading of the Mishnah because everyone agrees with at least four, even though Rabbi, Rabbi himself holds that there are five. But each of these other Tanaim only have four because Rabbi Meir Arba'a, because Dal Galit. Rabbi Meir doesn't have the idea of a Rosh Hashanah for Galit. He doesn't have that idea because he says that if you uh, encounter even one holiday and he didn't bring the Korban, you're already in, uh, in arrears, you're already in trouble. Right? So he doesn't have that concept. So he can take the, uh, the 15th of Nisan off the list. Rabbi Shimon, And according to Rabbi Shimon, who can, combines and says that the first of Tishrei is actually the Rosh Hashanah for the animal tithing, and there is no first of Elul, that's not one of the Rosh Hashanim. So he's gonna have, uh, he's gonna have, uh, uh, only four also. 
Rabbi will have five. You can read it differently. That actually there might be five Rashi Shanim. That might be true. But they take place in only four months. In other words, Nisan has the first and the fifteenth. Right? So that's really only counted as one. Because it, there's only four months involved here. There's Nisan. There is Elul. There is Tishrei. There's Shvat. So uh, uh, the fact that there's two days in Nisan that are significant doesn't make it counted as an additional Rosh Hashanah. We'll count that as one. And then we'll, we won't end up with five. According to Rabbi, we'll end up only with four. May the way there is an objection. The 16th of Nisan, when the offering of the Omer was brought. And once that barley offering was brought on the second day of Pesach and the Beit HaMikdash, now all of a sudden the Chadash, all of the new grain of the previous year that had grown, became permitted in consumption. And And the 6th of Sivan, also known as Shavuot, when we bring the two loaves in the Beit HaMikdash, that was also a type of Rosh Hashanah, because once they brought that offering, now... Um, offerings in the Beit HaMikdash could come from the new grain. In other words, the way that it worked was uh, up until Pesach, regular people could not eat the new grain from the new crop until the Korban HaOmer was brought. But you still had to use the old grain. You couldn't use the new grain yet for the Beit HaMikdash. After Shavuot, now you could use the new grain also for the Beit HaMikdash. So these are also a type of Rosh Hashanah. So now, according to Rava, that actually should bring us to six, um, uh, to six uh, uh, Rosh Hashanah. Right? There should be now... Uh, there should be uh, six Rosh Hashanim, and um, and according to Rav Nachman Bar Yitzchak, because according to Rava, he said that you actually count each date as a Rosh Hashanah. So according to Rabbi, who already has five, that will bring you to, uh, according to the Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Shimon, who have four each, so now you're going to end up having two more, so you're going to have six. Of course, according to Rabbi, who he says has five, this is going to end up with uh, seven. Right, according to Rav Nachman Bar Yitzchak, that it goes by the number of months. So everyone really had four Rosh Hashanim up till now. But now that we bring in the month of Sivan, we didn't have any Rosh Hashanah and Sivan before. The 16th of Nisan won't bother Rav Nachman Bar Yitzchak because it's also in a month that's already being counted as one of the head months. But once you get to uh, adding in Sivan, there should be at least five Rosh Hashanim and not only four. Amarav Papa says, He's only counting things that start from the night before. In other words, things where it's the whole day is called a Rosh Hashanah. But here, the Shtei Alechem is offered during the daytime. And the, uh, the Korban Omer is offer, offered during the daytime. It's not the entire day that's really Rosh Hashanah. It's the event of the Korban that's brought during the day that is the cutoff. And therefore, that doesn't count as a Rosh Hashanah. The Kevan, so the thing is, but wait a second. But what about Rigalim? What about when we say there's a Rosh Hashanah of Rigalim? We're talking about bringing the Korbanot that you are, are obligated to bring. That doesn't start from the night before. Because actually, the daytime is the only time you can bring the Korban. And it's the last day. It's the last day. So it says, Right? And we count it. That's different because really you're supposed to bring the Korban up to before the Chag. It doesn't, in other words, you come before the Chag to bring, the, to bring it. The day of the Rosh Hashanah actually does start at the night because once that night begins of that last holiday, you are now considered to be um, uh, overdue for the Korban. It's not a matter of uh, the daytime that when you're able to bring the Korban. You were supposed to bring it up till then. So, um, so it does begin from the night before, but these other things, Shtehalechem and Kobana Omer, they don't, there's no relevance the night before. Only the daytime is relevant, so it's not called the Rosh Hashanah. Oh, I skipped something. What about Yovel? 
right? Yovel is something which uh, doesn't start from the night before because we know, uh, and it's mentioned in our Mishnah, that the Yovlot begin in Tishrei, and that doesn't start the night before. That starts when we blow the Shofar on the 10th of, uh, on the 10th of, uh, uh, of uh, Tishrei. It starts on Yom Kippur of, 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 uh, of the Yovel year. So, so it doesn't start the night before we count it. That's only according to the opinion of Rabbi Ishmael. According to, there's a machloket. Rabbi Ishmael says that really the Yovel begins from the Rosh Hashanah of the Yovel year. And the blowing of the Shofar on Yom Kippur is just to free the slaves. But really the status of the Yovel year begins from that Rosh Hashanah, from that first of Tishrei. And therefore, uh, it, it will follow Rabbi Yochanan ben Baruch's view that, uh, it, that the Yovel actually begins, coincides with Rosh Hashanah itself. Rav Shishabri, the Ravidi Amar, Kika Hashiv, Midilatalib Maseh, Midilatalib Maseh, Loka Hashiv. That, no, the, the key here is that anything which is just a date, such as, uh, uh, the first of Nisan or the first of Elul, that we count as a Rosh Hashanah. But anything that's dependent on action, like bringing a Korban, bringing the Omer, bringing the Shteyalechen, and so on, these things that are not counted because there are human action that happens that creates the newness there. That's something else. What do you mean? The holidays, when it comes to regalim, right? The baltacher, the delaying of korbanot. Rashi says, <laughs> that the assumption is that when does the Baal Ta'akhir happen? When do you become liable for the Baal Ta'akhir? You become liable for it the morning of that holiday when they bring the morning Korban and now you would have the opportunity to bring that uh, it's, it's the first time when a uh, Korban would be able to be brought that day and you are delayed and you have not brought yours. So it's actually dependent upon an action because it's dependent upon the korban of the morning being brought by the kohanim, which then enables people to bring the korban that they're supposed to bring. So you could say that's also dependent on human action. It says, no, really, really, once the day arrives of the, uh, of the Chag, you're already considered overdue immediately. Not in the morning when you could have brought it, but in the, from the evening you already are. It's automatic. What about the yovel that you have to blow the... Uh, you have to blow the shofar, and Rashi has yovel. It says yovelot in the Gemara. Again, we're going to go back to what we said before that we're, it's going with the opinion of Rabbi Shmuel ben Yochanan ben Boka that really yovel begins on Rosh Hashanah, and the blowing of the shofar on the Yom Kippur of the yovel, even though it is a human action, doesn't create the yovel. It just frees the slaves, and therefore um, any Rosh Hashanah basically that is not dependent upon human action in any way. Is a so that's a little bit different than the answer before, which was any Rosh Hashanah that starts from the night before is uh, is counted, and those that are not are not counted. This is anything that is not dependent upon human action versus things that happen automatically. In other words, what what happens automatically can be a Rosh Hashanah. What's dependent on human action would not be. Ravashi tweaks the answer. He says, you know, the answer is it really should say Ravashi Amar, not. Uh, uh, according to the Bach, it should say, Rav Ashi Amar. Rav Ashi says, because he's giving a new answer. He's saying, how do the numbers work out of the Rosh Hashanim? That there are four Rosh Hashanim that fall on Rosh Chodesh. Be'echad b'shvat ke'bet Shammai. Right? So, including the one, first of Shvat, according to Beit Shammai. Hachi kamar, shlosha ledivrei akol, be'echad b'shvat machloket Beit Shammai o Beit Meaning to say, that if, the, if you're only going to count the ones that are 
on the first of a month. So that you're going to have the first of Nisan and the first of Tishrei and the first of Elul, right? So then what about, so where's the fourth one? He said, oh, the first of Shvat, but the first of Shvat is only according to Beit Shammai, not according to Beit Hillel, because according to Beit Hillel, it's two B'Shvat. So it says, everybody agrees about three, but on the first of Shvat, is there you have a machloket between Beit Shammai and Beit Hillel, whether that is a, uh, uh, whether that is a uh, Rosh Hashanah or not. Now the Tosfot points out an obvious question, which is, halam Shimon. Obviously then, this isn't going to follow Rabbi Shimon because Rabbi Shimon doesn't have the first of Elul either. He's only going to end up having, having uh, the first of Tishrei and the first of Nisan and maybe the first of Shvat if he agrees with Beit Shammai. Right? It only goes like Rabbi Meir who has Elul, Nisan and Tishrei and then the question would be uh, what about the first of Shvat? Is it counted or is it not counted depending upon the machloket between Beit Shammai and Beit Hillel?